praying for myself, for my family, praying for my church, and praying for the body of Christ. And everyone is seeing that face, that terrible face, and fear and danger in the mighty name of Jesus.
Every time the Bible talks of judgment, it's talking about your ability to discern between good and evil. Hallelujah. Your ability to understand that this is real and this is not real. This is good and this is bad. Hallelujah. We must increase in knowledge and in judgment, in understanding. Praise the Lord. So, if you look at the same Philippians 3, I'm trying to tell you why we must talk about vision all the time. It's the first thing we must talk about. Philippians 3, verse 1. says, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you. To me, indeed, is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, Brother Alwendo, are you representing New Jerusalem? No. Where is Simon? Go and bring him up. Right now, because his pastor is not here. He has traveled, so he has to be here. Praise the Lord. Amen. Whatever he is doing, just let him stop it and attend this retreat. You can call him and ask him to come, yeah. Or maybe somebody can go and bring him because of taxi stories. Huh? I just want him to be here on time. Praise the Lord. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you, to me indeed. It's not grievous. But for you, it is safe. <laughs> Amen? If there's anybody that should be complaining, it's me. Because I have to teach the same thing every time. So Apostle Paul says, it is not even a problem for him to keep repeating the information. Amen? Because it is safe for you. Hallelujah. It's indeed safe for you to have that information. Okay. So what is vision? Now we can go into our part. The Bible says where there is no vision, the people do what? They perish. It means if there is no vision, there is no direction, there will be no progress. And if there is no vision, there can be no direction. Amen? So vision is important for us to have direction. Everybody say for me to have direction, I must have vision. Amen. And every church has its own vision. Hallelujah. One danger that we have at this end time is imitation. Galatians chapter 5 tells us that we should not emulate. The work of the flesh is emulation. One of the work of the flesh is that you see somebody doing something, you also want to do it. It means you have no direction. Anything that anybody does is what you want to do. But God gives everyone instruction and direction. Amen? Because we all have different things that he wants us to fulfill. Now, what is a vision? Vision is definitely not ambition. That is, if you want to know what vision is, we want to know what it is not. Hallelujah. Everybody say, I want to know what Vision is not. So it is different from ambition. Amen? What does ambition say? Ambition says, I want it by all means. 
Hallelujah. There are many people who are pastors by ambition. And that's why they don't go far. They just want to be called pastor. Amen. It's a good tattoo. Some wear colors. Some dress so they can know they are pastors. But it is just ambition. Hallelujah. So vision is not ambition. Ambition says, I just want it by all means. Vision says, I will do it because it is God's plan for me. Nothing is wrong with being ambitious. Amen. But unless ambition is in line with the plan of God, ambition can destroy. Praise the Lord. And remember the story of Absalom. Absalom, the son of David. How many of us remember Absalom? Huh? He stood at the gate and uh, took over his father's uh, ministry because he was ambitious. But then he died. None of us will end up with Absalom's ministry in Jesus' name. Yeah. When people are ambitious, they are anxious. Amen? They have no peace. Nothing, there's nothing that can please them. Because they have a, a, an agenda, they have something they want to achieve. And so they are running after that thing. Amen. But if it's a vision, you have peace. You have peace. Amen. Psalm 85, verse 8. Psalm 85, verse 8. We're going to look at a lot of uh, Psalms, a lot of scriptures. Psalm 85. It says, I will hear what God the Lord will speak. For he will speak peace unto his people and will receive for let them not turn again to folly. Amen. Any vision that comes from God speaks peace. Hallelujah. You have peace about it. You will not be ruled by ambition. Amen. Number two, vision is different from imagination. Though your imagination, when lined up with God's word, can be very powerful in executing the vision. Hallelujah. Are you following me? Amen. Number one is different from ambition. Number two, you can, you can write number two there, where I'm reading now, is different from imagination. You don't begin to imagine that, oh, I'm a pastor. You don't sit down and begin to imagine that I am, uh, I am this or that. For example, I just said now, if it is lined with the vision, it's a powerful tool. Please look up. If the vision, if your imagination is lined with the vision, it becomes a tool. Hallelujah. Amen. When I want you to read, you read it, please. Now, if, for example, I begin to imagine that uh, I'm taking the whole of Europe, I, I am going to, I'm going to lead the whole of Europe to Christ for Jesus. Hallelujah. I sit down here. I begin to imagine that when I go to London, I can convert the queen. Amen? Now, that's serious imagination. Is that also? I can talk to the queen and she can be born again. And her children can be born again. And the whole of London can be born again. Is there, there's nothing wrong with that. The problem is, I am not told to do that. It's not a vision. From God. Hallelujah. It's not God's plan. If it is not God's plan, and I imagine I can do it, I will be in trouble. Are you hearing me? Yeah. But if it is God's plan, I can sit here and imagine that I thought I knew that. 
The whole of this look not is full of cars. And the people are coming. I do that. Hallelujah. I imagine that this place is full of souls. I imagine that the whole of Namibia is taking for Jesus. Amen. It is something that you have to imagine. You have to imagine that that totality now belongs to Jesus. Like I see on your t-shirt. Hallelujah. You should imagine it and wear it around. Because it's in line with what you are able to do. Praise the Lord. Somebody say, my imagination for this vision catch fire in the name of Jesus. This is the fire of God. Amen. 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 Number three, vision is not circumstantial. That is not as a result of any failure in life, joblessness, misfortune. Jeremiah 23, verse 21. Amen. Now, now look up. It was a vision is not circumstantial. It's not because I have no job that I'm a pastor. It's not because I want to escape from problem that I begin to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. It's not because of something that happened to me. Maybe uh, I lost a loved one and then to comfort myself, I'm always on the street. No. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. A, a vision is clearly something that God says, go and do. Look at the to do more than I can do. 
which is something that Jesus has said will happen. Hallelujah. Jesus says we will do what? Huh? Greater works. But does that mean that because we do greater works, instead of saying Christ Lord Ministries or naming the mission after Jesus, we now say Elizabeth Ministry. Hallelujah. You know, one of the things that is killing some leaders, one leader in my country, he said, he said that he is better than Jesus because he needs to see the work of his hands. He does not know his last year. He said that and he died <laughs> a few days later. Jesus just killed him. So those people said from that they said it was better than Jesus because Jesus rose once. He had died many times at least. You understand what I'm saying now? Now, if even though we can do greater works, which is desirable, but God hates this unity, God hates pride. Hallelujah. You can still bring that work under the where you are anointed. Because the moment you forget your source, you will dry up. You can do, 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 and do. God has anointed somebody, He has put the anointing for you to be renewed and refreshed, be corrected and be held on somebody. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So let me talk to you a little about rebuke. We as leaders must understand the word rebuke and how important it is to our vision. Now look up for me. Now Nibia, you don't understand rebuke. Amen. For you, rebuke means hatred. Rebuke means this one has no love. No, please. If you are a leader and you don't know how to rebuke people, you will not lead for long. Because rebuke is part of the assignment we are given. Hallelujah. And I will show you in scripture. How many of you know that you are not only called to bless, you are also called to rebuke. In fact, we are called to curse. Only we don't curse many times. Is that, is that not so? Huh? You are lucky you have a woman for a leader. So men, they curse easily. Well, me and my mother. Praise the Lord. Easily. Once they're angry, they just tell you what will happen to you and it will happen. Because God, God gives that anointing. But rebuke is for correction. Amen? What is the dictionary definition of the word rebuke? I'm diverting a little. I want to talk about rebuke a little before we go back to vision. To rebuke means to reprimand. If you look in the dictionary, that's what we see. Or scold. Or correct. Or judge. Everybody says scold. Correct. Or judge. And but please, uh, uh, please, we are called Christ of Ministries. When you use rebuke, we don't judge. It is to correct. Hallelujah. We are not the judge. Who is the judge? Jesus. Amen. But if you see somebody is doing something wrong and you are too weak because you want them to like you, God will sack you. Are you hearing me? People are not doing their duty. People, me, I found people easily here. I'll just say, sit down. Because you're not doing what you're supposed to do. That doesn't mean I hate you. That doesn't mean I don't have love. That doesn't mean I don't care. You don't look at, oh, the people are going to feel bad. They are going to, then you are weak. 
Hallelujah. You cannot be a weak leader. Amen. Talk to your neighbor and say, don't be weak. God's people need correction. How many of you know that God's people are like children? Huh? In the house of God, if they are doing something wrong and you don't say anything, they like it. They always look up, look for who will agree with them. Hallelujah. <laughs> one couple, one man came to my office several years ago. I think they are now in Britain or America, I don't know where they went. He came, the wife had broken his head. <laughs> the head was bleeding. And then he came and sat and then took out his ring and put it on my table. I said, take your ring. The first thing is you take your ring because this is not the boss office. <laughs> first and foremost, before I hear you, take your ring. So he took his ring. Said, look at, he was not a member of the church. He said, look at what your member did. And she was also in the choir. Your choir member. Your <laughs> he was now talking, talking. I said, no, no problem. First, Put your ring on your finger, then we can talk. Then he obeyed. Then I called the wife. And I gave her a sound rebuke. That look, if my husband came to your office with a broken head and tell you that look at what your pastor did, will you come back to church? <laughs> You're a bad girl. <laughs> Don't do that. And God put that marriage together. Amen. Just like that. So, but then, if I was afraid to call her, oh, my brother, please don't be angry. I just, uh, I just, uh, you know, calm down the husband. But I don't correct the woman. She will do it again. So I told her, suppose he died. You, what did you do? Yeah, I was just angry. I just hit him. I said, ah, you are angry. Suppose this man dies now. Then they will say you go to Christ's love. They will say that those Christians, their mother, send the name of the Lord. And then you will go to jail. So I let her see all the consequences. So that is part of your job. Hallelujah. To correct and to make sure that people understand that they are being corrected. Hallelujah. It's important. I don't care what you feel. How you feel, maybe, oh, she's too harsh, she's bad. It is my job to rebuke. Amen. It is your job to rebuke. Hallelujah. I want you to get this part of the vision. It's very important. Otherwise, people will be in your church and they will do what they like. Some will sit there living together without marriage. Some will be walking around when you're preaching. Some will be, they will just do what they want. Because you do not open your mouth. Amen. The Bible says open rebuke is better than secret love. Proverbs 27 verse 5. Everyone say open rebuke is better than secret love. Jesus even says in Luke 17 verse 3, take heed to yourself if thy brother trespass against you, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. So forgiveness is not cheap. If I rebuke you and I see you didn't change, I will not say anything again. Hallelujah. But for me, I will know that uh -uh, this one is a goat. And I will keep my distance. But you cannot compromise with somebody who does not want to change. Let them know that you are not part of the deal. Maybe that will help them to change. 
Praise the Lord. Are you hearing me? Amen. It's very important. So if you can aim at something good or positive, Bible recommends it for correction in the house of God. Verse 25, 20, they that sin rebuke before all, that others also may fear. Let the righteous reprove me in Psalm 141, verse 5, Ecclesiastes 7, verse 5, those scriptures are there. Now, one thing that I want you to take note of before I move on is that the, 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 the issue of fornication, for example, in the house of God. If people go out and then they give birth to children and you say nothing, that's going to spread in your church. If they go out and uh, every time, for example now, I just told people, I am not dedicating any baby on this altar that has no father, no more. I've been doing that. I can dedicate a child secretly because the child is innocent. But on the altar, no. Who can tell me why not? Why can I do it in my office and not on the altar? I want us to participate. Hmm? Quick, 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 if you don't want us to waste time. Everybody says it's not about us. 
It's about the Lord. It's about eternity. Hallelujah. So if you don't want the Lord to sack you, and if you don't, if the Lord can quietly sack you, the church can be there. It can even be big. But it's gone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was in the church where there were hundreds of people. And the Lord said, ask them a question. If I come now, if you know you are going to heaven, sit down. Only 20 sat down out of 2,000. And I asked that question again in, in, in different languages. 20. I said, ah, something is going on here. So we need to be careful. Hallelujah. Rebuke sin. Tell your neighbor, rebuke sin. We will talk more about that as we go on. This is one of the things we should teach in this mission is holiness. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, it says when it's an elder, how do we do that? Elders are not to be rebuked. Openly rebuke not an elder, but we treat him as a father and the younger men as brethren. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort in all love suffering and doctrine. Amen? So, when it concerns a leader, a pastor, an elder, there's a way you do it. Hallelujah. And they will know that they need to be corrected too. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But you cannot call an elder in front of the church and say, hey, I understand you're not giving your thanks. Do you know that that's wrong? <laughs> that, that elder will not be able to stand up to minister again. But it can be done in a general sense. Hallelujah. In a way that, oh, if you're an elder, you must be example. This and that. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, depending on the circumstances, rebuke may be light, good for the soul, or healthy and dangerous. In Revelation 3.19, the Lord says, as many as I love, I rebuke. Do you see that? So, that means if you are not using rebuke, you don't love the people. Amen. If you don't, hello, look at me, because this is your love. I don't know how you define love here. If you're not rebuking your children, you don't love them all. Hallelujah. If you don't rebuke people because they feel bad, it's a sign that you don't love them enough to save their soul. The Lord will give us the right definition of love in Jesus' name. When rebuke comes from God, the rebuke is, is a dangerous thing. It can then become a curse. How many of you have heard a review from the Lord before? Huh? A review from the Lord, from God Himself. Has He ever reviewed you? Oh, so God never reviewed you. Huh? Not curse, but correct. Jesus says, As many as I love, I rebuke. Has He ever rebuked you before? Huh? You want to share? <laughs> No, I don't think so. <laughs> Praise the Lord. There's one rebuke he gave me. I even saw it when I was preparing this. A long time ago. Uh, no, I don't think I like it. From his word. Hallelujah. From his word. That day I, I went to the hair salon and did this hair that I like very, very well. And I was enjoying myself. Suddenly the Lord spoke. Ha! Huh. When he spoke to me, straight from the scriptures, from Jeremiah, I will show you one day when I'm in a good mood. I was like, I will never do this hairstyle again. 
It is the thing he said. I, I don't like it. If a human being tells you that, you will never greet the person again. So God can speak some serious things. Amen? And, he, and the purpose is not for destruction. Amen? The purpose is not for destruction. The purpose is for us to be corrected. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. David prays in Psalm 6, verse 1, Lord, rebuke me not in thy anger, neither chasten me in thy hot displeasure. And also in Psalm 38, verse 1. So that's all for concerning rebuke. I want you to, to lift up your hands to the Lord as we are sitting here. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, teach me to correct your people and put them in the right way with you in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray in tongues. Pray in tongues about that ministry, about that call to rebuke and to correct and to exalt. And it must be done. Don't give me the grace to do it. Give me the grace to do it. Give me the grace to do it. I didn't go to school. 
I don't have the talent of speaking. Hello? <laughs> Hallelujah. I think we can discuss that. How many of you remember somebody who doesn't have the talent of speaking in the Bible? What's his name? Huh? Moses. And God called him and said, I can't talk. God said, eh. <laughs> he said it because he got angry with him. God got angry with him. So it's not about whether you can talk or you are smart or you, whatever this world defines as talent. When God calls you, he makes you ready. Clap for the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You can clap better. Clap better for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't give me that lazy clap. Clap for Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No, he deserves it. He deserves it. He deserves it. Just think of what God is using people to do on earth. What he has used you to do. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. That is a sin. Hallelujah. Don't say, oh, I am not Benin. Uh, I am not Adepoye. Uh, 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 All these big, big men of God we're hearing of today, they have their place, and you have your place. Hallelujah. You know, when we're going to Sinekunga, Kakoro, all those places, the Lord told me clearly, He says, Do you know why I love you? Why I love Christ Love Ministries? Because we've come to these places. He said, All those people that people look at on TV, they will never come here. And there are people in there that belong to Jesus. Hallelujah. So it's not about what that person is doing. Look, let me tell you, God may give you more credit than he will give to Benin if you are faithful in that bush where you are. Hallelujah. He may give, you may arrive in heaven quicker than some of the people you see on TV. Clap for the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why I believe that uh, uh, the first thing the Lord did was to make sure that I dress the way I dress. Because if I want to dress like a PhD and go to Sinikunga, who's going to listen to me? Huh? No, no, no. I put Brazilian hair, I put high heel. If you put high heel in Sinikunga, nobody will tell you to Hallelujah! Tell the son to teach you a lesson. Uh, and then you put a, a lipstick, and then you wear earrings that are like umbrella. And the people, instead of hearing you, they say, "Oh, I wish I could wear that earring." <laughs> so please, if you belong to these ministries, part of our vision is to dress modestly. Clap for Jesus. Amen. Because we are not just addressing. People in the cities, our the cities, the city people are to actually help us to reach the villages. The main assignment is those people in the deep in the villages. That's why I told the sisters at the gate, I said, we don't wear we don't wear pants here, we don't wear trousers here. Hallelujah. Because if you follow what the Lord says where, then his angels will follow you around. Hallelujah. Because he knows where he's taking you. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So Gideon was a nobody. Nehemiah was a slave boy. David was an insignificant youth keeping sheep in the field. The twelve disciples were ignorant on learned disciples. A vision is much deeper than natural abilities, though they can be useful. Vision is locating our destiny in life, where we are heading for as led by God's Spirit. Amen? Amen. All true visions come from God and are characterized by peace and unity. When a vision is from God, it will speak peace, not war, not divisions, not tension. Uh, Joshua 22, and certainly not confusion. Joshua divided the land among the children of Israel, blessed them, and commanded peace and unity. Every Christian should be able to locate God's will for their lives, but it takes watchfulness and quietness and meekness to receive God's guidance. Amen? This, this part is very important. This is number six. It's not about talent. It's not a talent show. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to lift up your two hands and say, Father, we thank you for the vision of Christ of Ministries International. We thank you that the vision started in a village. We are villagers. And you are sending us to villages. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. Open your mouth and bring tongues. God is sending us to villages to poor people. So stop looking at those people who are dressed like a million dollars. Stop looking like that. No. Hallelujah. Vigil is believing God who will all be God. 
And we have to believe God for every cent. Believe God for every soul to be saved. My pastors, I will say this throughout the teaching. If you cannot believe God for 500, how can you believe Him for a soul to be saved? Wherever and whenever 
demonstrate the love of Jesus Christ that passes all understanding, that all may accept Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, and as their all in all. God bless you as you continue to fellowship with us. Amen. Let's be seated. The vision is what God has put inside us to act out. His faith, His love, His truth, His holiness, His righteousness for all nations. Amen? And of course, the mission is how we execute it. Praise the Lord. How we execute the mission, if you are in the ministry, you must be able to do spiritual warfare, you must be able to intercede as the Spirit needs, you must be able to be a church planter. Hallelujah. You must be able to teach. You must be able to show the love of God. Hallelujah. The way God wants it to be shown. Praise the Lord. The sacrificial love of God, not that weak love we're talking about. The love of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, in our vision, God speaks about evangelism with power. Mark 16 from verse 14 to 20. Evangelism with how? Mark 16, I want us to look at that. That's part of what we are looking at here. We naturally teach and demonstrate the love of God. We take the love of God, uh, the faith of God, we evangelize, we preach the word. Mark 16 from verse 14. Let's read it together. One, two, go. Can we stand up and read that together again? One, two, go. After all, we appeared unto the eleven as the son of peace. And obeyed them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was raised. And he said unto them, Go into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be harmed. 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues. 18. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, they shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. 19. So then, after the Lord has spoken unto them, he was to sit up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord walking with them and confirming the word is signed for me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let, let's be seated. That is the core of the vision. I will say the core of the vision. That means that is the central assignment. I was a central assignment. To take the name of Jesus Christ and preach. Hallelujah. Everywhere, anywhere, anytime. Everyone said this the core of the vision, the central assignment is to take the name of Jesus Christ and preach. So it doesn't matter whether you are prophet or apostle or bishop, we need a vision, you must preach Jesus. It doesn't matter if you are a teacher. Don't just say, oh, my own is to teach. No. Hallelujah. They say this, I think we should really look at that Matthew very well. Because if you get that, you will please the Lord. Tell your neighbor if you get Mark 16. 
Very, very well. You will please the Lord. But that doesn't mean that that is all we have to do. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you hearing me? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But it is the core. I can say the core. Look, if you are a pastor and you are not evangelizing, you are in trouble. If you are a teacher and you are not evangelizing, you are in trouble. If you are a prophet and you are not evangelizing, you are in trouble. Hallelujah. You must still do evangelism. Preach Jesus. Don't you ever say it doesn't matter who you are. Preach Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Then he came to the eleven as they sat eating. After Jesus left, they were eating. And then he rebuked them for their unbelief. You see that word rebuke again. And hardness of heart. Because they believed not, then we shall see him after he was risen. Then he said to them, Whether you believe or not, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Hello? Amen. We have a tendency to promote ourselves to pastor and then we sit down. Huh? I'm a pastor now. No, you are, you are, you are a pastor of yourself. You must preach Jesus. Amen. You must still evangelize. I still go to the hospital. Hallelujah. I still do personal evangelism. You see me in your churches. What do you think I come and do? Crusade. Evangelize. No, it is still part of the vision for me. I even though there are pastors now, even though there are churches now, Jesus must be preached. Hallelujah. And we know that the people that are sitting inside the church, they already heard. There's nothing you want to tell them about Jesus that they don't know. Hallelujah. Somebody once said, it's so unfair to preach, to keep preaching to the same people the same thing when there are millions outside who have not heard it. Amen? So please, it doesn't matter how pastor and pastor you are, how much teaching you can do, it's good to teach, it's part of the job, but you must evangelize. Point to your neighbor and say, evangelize. Say, mm-hmm. I'm warning you. Because the Lord is going to ask you. Amen? It says, go into the whole world and do what? Preach! Hallelujah! It's holiday time now. Preach in the villages. Many people have nothing to do now than to go and drink tombo. Because they're on holidays. All those young people, go get them. Hallelujah! When I'm on a plane, I'm flying. If you ever ask me, what job do you do? I will preach to you. If you don't even ask me, I will look for how to preach. Amen? Amen. Many of us, we don't understand that the more you preach, the more you are blessed. The more you mention this name to people, the stronger you become. May the Lord open our understanding. Hallelujah. Those who believe, they will be saved. It is for us to give the information. Hallelujah. And then, the next thing I wanted to talk about is that we are not sent empty-handed. 
We are sent with power. Everyone say power. That is the more reason why you should preach in the hospital, in the prison, um, on the byway, in the bus, <laughs> in the taxis, because you have power. Hello? Somebody say, I'm power. Say that I'm power. And it must be used. Hallelujah. The more you talk about Jesus, the more the power will flow. He said, These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Amen. Why do you think we like to call the name of Jesus? Let me quickly tell you something about that. The quickest way to cast out a demon is to make a person call on Jesus. Hello? How many of you are practicing that? You see me do that when I come to your churches. Call on Jesus. Hallelujah. I just rest. You do the work yourself. James, 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 James. The next thing you will see, demons will be coming out. He says, in his name, everyone say his name. Hallelujah. I, I was telling the by the way, I, I saw some beautiful things in the room that the ushers have saw. <laughs> they are the ones casting out the demons. Hallelujah. Remember that one that says America? It was the ushers that were dealing with them. We were dealing with the ushers. Is that not so? So I told the ushers, they are praying. And I saw them last Sunday. They immediately reacted to what I told them. We were leading prayers here. We were just talking on Jesus. Somebody was manifesting. He also dealt with that. Hallelujah. They cast out the spirits. They asked him to run with Jesus. And he, he had, I was trying to go there. So that we were done. Praise the Lord. Ever say the name of Jesus. It's a powerful tool in this mission. Amen. But the whole vision is around that name. Clap for the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Another thing is, when they will speak with new tongues. So be bold, be strong, because the, everything that you need is in this Mark 16. Hallelujah. You have to release your faith. And when the people are coming, you have to release your faith that they can be healed, they can speak with new tongues. On Sunday, one woman was lying down there with cancer. I was going to the castle, and the heat was, she couldn't walk. She was lying down in the service. So I just told them, the I said, look, once I can't go up there, and we start to pray, just bring her. And she brought her, and then we prayed. We prayed for her, and encouraged the whole church to have the gift of healing and the faith of this woman. She knew the whole thing. I was surprised that we were taking down to She walked down to give her up to Hallelujah. Amen. When they were bringing her, when she was coming for prayer, I don't know how many people supported her. She could hardly move. But after the prayer, she walked down to give her offering. Clap for the Lord. So, please pay attention to what you are hearing. There is power in that name, there is power in this vision, there is anointing in what we are given to do. All of us can do it. Hallelujah. Don't wait for me. Don't say, oh, until Bishop comes before you cast out that devil. You can cast out that devil. God bless you. Hallelujah. Now, another thing in verse 18. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, they shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. 
Now, there's protection. Everybody say protection. The Lord didn't just send us to go and cast out devils. One of the reasons why many people don't like to do a spiritual ministry, they don't like to cast out demons, they think the demons will come inside them. No, we are protected. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, I'm protected. I'm anointed. That they take on serpents, if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Even if they try to kill us, it will not hurt us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Lay your hands on the sick, they shall recover. Now there's a difference between healing, instant healing and recovery. Are you paying attention? Because if you understand Mark 16, you will do well. Praise the Lord. Uh, I, I see also the, the elder from, from Ruth, the husband came here with crutches. Amen? He came here like that. But then we prayed. Now he's recovering. He's only using one stick now. And then the wife goes said to me after this, I said, he can even walk now without that stick. I said, okay. In there, in front of the church last Sunday, I said, walk, let me see. He took a few steps without the stick. That is recovery. Yeah. There is instant there is recovery. Hallelujah. Sometimes many of people, they are healed instantly. At other times, it is recovery. Let us say recovery. And you, you, are, you don't have the uh, uh, control over that. That one belongs to our Father. He knows that some people, if he doesn't do recovery with them, then they, if he heals them suddenly, they can backslide suddenly. Amen? Others, he trusts them enough to heal them immediately. So that one is one of your business. Your own is to look at that mandate. Ever say the mandate? The vision. And make sure that the people that you are ministering to, you minister according to that information that you have. Is that clear? Is that clear? I want you to write here this Mark 16 from verse 14 to 20 is core. Just say core, C O R E. Core of the vision. Core of the mandate. Amen. Hallelujah. Pastor Doctor, Pastor Cross, you're welcome. Give them their cards. Praise the Lord. Write it and say core. C O R E. Core of the vision. We are on page 3. We're on page three. Where is the CLMI vision? Amen. Okay. Are we happy with that one? Any question? Please, if you have any question, just ask. It's important, eh? Any question? Are we happy? It's clear. I'm sure we know. Amen. We're just hearing it again. Praise the Lord. Now, not only must the word be powerfully preached, it must be preached and taught consistently. Ever say powerfully preached. Okay, pastors, that means every Sunday, every Wednesday, every time you have a meeting, expect God to do a miracle. Hello? Don't just go there because it's Sunday morning. It doesn't matter if you're in a good mood or a bad mood, we're all human beings, we have our moods. Put your mood at home. Hallelujah. Do you know that you don't go to the altar with those things? You know how angry I was this morning. Oh, I was so angry. But I dealt with myself. 
And I came out praying. You don't bring that to here. Because you're going to pollute the people. Hallelujah. You don't bring your pain. If you are sick, deal with the sickness. Even if the sickness is bothering you, go by faith. Everybody say faith. faith. I don't understand the person who says I have a headache today and not going to church. You are lucky. <laughs> you never did that before. <laughs> I don't feel like going to church today. I have so much problems. So how about the people that have so much problems that are coming into your church? Who will heal them? You are laughing. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I don't say I have Christ-like faith. I am broke today, therefore I am not going to church. Ah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's not our portion in the name of Jesus. So we are to preach the word. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. Preach the word. Let's read that together. Second Timothy 4, verse 2. I want us to read it. One, two, go. Preach the word. Be instant in season. Out of season, and reprove, rebuke, exhort with all suffering and doctrine. You see that you did it? Tell the name of you see it? Hallelujah. Amen. Look the people. What did you do wrong? Correct them. Hallelujah. Amen. I said, preach the word. Be instant in season. Where it is. You know, there are some fruit that are in season. Then also. Some fruits are in season, some are out of season. You understand that word? In season and out of season. That means there are some things you see in winter, some you don't see in summer. Is that not so? It means whether you feel like this or not. <laughs> Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, preach the word. In season, out of season. When you are happy, preach the word. When you are cold, Preach the word. When you are hungry, preach the word. When you are angry, preach the word. But people the angry. Hallelujah. When you are frustrated, preach the word. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. All the time. You don't want the Lord to rebuke you. Amen. Anytime we say, oh, I don't think I want to preach anymore. He will rebuke you. He will not go and rebuke the people. How many of you have, have experienced that? When you say, oh, I'm discouraged, I'm done. Does the Lord go after the people? He goes after you. So, in season, out of season. Number three, part of the vision now, the vision, we're looking at the vision of Christ's love, page four. We are to raise disciples in all nations. Hallelujah. That means don't just convert the people, discipline them. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, you are not just to convert the people. They must be disciples. They must be disciplined. Matthew 28, from verse 18 to 20. They must be taught. They must be corrected. They must drop sin. Hallelujah. Let's Matthew 28, to go. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Verse 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Verse 20. 
If your conscience is defiled, you cannot even pray. Is that also? If you don't have, if your conscience, if your conscience is, if, if your conscience is telling you you are doing something wrong, you are praying wrong, you are not even interceding, or you are not, you will not even have free access to heaven. So our conscience is important, and then our faith must be real. Hallelujah. Don't tell me you have faith if you don't have enough faith for yourself. Enough faith for uh, believing God to convert people. Your faith must be real. Tell your neighbor your faith must be real. Amen. Okay, number six, intercession and warfare. We are looking at Christ's love vision. What constitutes our vision? Intercession and warfare are the backbone of this vision. The Lord spoke to me saying, whatever you do, pray. I'm sure we know that. Hallelujah. Whatever you do, whether you are teaching, whether you are preaching, whether you go to prison, whether you go to the hospital, whether you are uh, prophesying, whether you are going in, uh, in crusades, whatever you are doing, intercession is the backbone. Clap for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, you need to study those scriptures on intercession very, very well. 2 Timothy chapter 2, 1 to 4, we don't have time to read all of that. Ezekiel 22. Uh, I can just summarize what is in Ezekiel 22 to you. You see, in that scripture, that is a powerful scripture that, that lists out all the sins in nations. Are you hearing me? Every time we take that Ezekiel 22 here, and we use it to pray for Namibia when we need rain, God answers. Hallelujah. Because we confess the sins that are there, the adultery, the fornication, the murder, uh, the blasphemy, they are all listed in that Ezekiel 22. So please study these scriptures very, very well. And then once you want to intercede for the nation, then you have to confess those sins. Hallelujah. In Ezekiel chapter 9, we find that intercessors are specially blessed. Amen. We need to study that as well. I have discovered that faithful intercession for all men, nations, and people is very pleasing to the Lord, and that any CLMI minister that organizes his or her church around that mission will surely prosper. If your church is not growing, start to pray. Start to engage in counseling and personal evangelism. I'm just now summarizing. Now, I have noticed that on this altar, God has answered serious prayers for nations. Those who are with us here, they know what I'm talking about. Amen? You will not, let me just share with you what happened recently in Zimbabwe. Pastor Duncan, welcome. Hallelujah. Pastor came from Zimbabwe two weeks ago, right? And he came and I looked at him and uh, this was a very prosperous person when he was here. And I looked at him and I said, what is going on? Myself and my husband, we, we, we talked talk about you. On Sunday he came and I said, no, let's pray for pastor. <laughs> and then he came forward here. And we prayed. And I said, everybody comes in that way. Come out. They came out. We prayed. Suddenly I said, Lord, go and remove that evil. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
I felt this strong love in my heart for the Lord. Then I went in the room and said, Lord, I want to be close to you. What are you saying? And he said to me, he said, if you want to be close to me, closer to me than you are now, I want you to know that the nations of the earth are in trouble. I want you to pray. I shared it when I came here. And I'm sharing it with you. Please. Monday evening is what we dedicate to the nations of the earth. I don't know what time we suit you in your church, but if you are doing it on Monday evening, you will at least be like um, networking with this altar. Praise the Lord. It doesn't matter whether you are three or four. I don't look at numbers. Hallelujah. You could be ten, you could be fifty. Sometimes people come many. Sometimes people are fifty. Sometimes they are fifty or forty-five. It doesn't matter. You that you are leading the prayers, make sure that you engage the nations. You start with worship and worship and praises. You will see the Lord will begin to put prayer burdens in your heart. But if you prepare at home, you will you'll be able to know what He wants to do. Exactly. Everybody say, I shall pray for nations. And I shall be blessed. And the nations shall be blessed. Hallelujah. It is a powerful thing. It was so powerful to see the joy on the faces of the godliness of the Amen. You are part of that joy. Hallelujah. It was a powerful thing to see their faces. Even last Sunday here, as I said, Zimbabwe come, let us celebrate the world. Hallelujah. So, when you see that, you are also supposed to rejoice along. And it's, it's, it's part of your reward. Receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Oh, the Lord says to ask me again, will you pray for nations? Will you pray for nations? Will you pray against Boko Haram? Will you pray for Nigeria? Will you pray uh, 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 for uh, the Shebis to close down? How many of you want to agree with me for that one? We want to close our Shebis. Everybody say, close them down. Close them down. Close them down. Hallelujah. How many of us believe that they can be close down?
question is what assistant can you serve the servants of God water and serve yourself? You may be seated. God bless Hallelujah. They will close. And then we are hearing, oh, Namibia is getting broke now. Don't be part of the people to talk about the economic situation of the country. What must you do? Pray. Pray. Ah, only two people answered. What must you do? Pray. If you don't pray, you will also be broke. Hallelujah. If you don't pray, your church will be broke. The family will be broke. Hallelujah. So you have an assignment to pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's lift up our two and say, Father, we receive from Namibia right now angels of prosperity, financial prosperity in the name of Jesus. Amen. One of the prayers we pray here is that the riches of the nation must come here. Hallelujah. All those Chinese people that used to steal money and they will put their money inside their body and travel, they will bring back their money. Amen. 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 Because one of the promises that God says, He will shape the nations and the desires of the nations will come to Zimbabwe. You know that all the nations are looking at Zimbabwe now. Some are looking for how to trade in Zimbabwe. Hallelujah. We are blessed and thank you, Jesus. Because once they trade in Zimbabwe, we will also eat from it. Amen. I don't know if they want to send drugs to Zimbabwe. Trucks, trucks of uh, misery. You don't want money. Trucks of sugar. Trucks of uh, what do we produce here? Because we are part of the vision. 
If you put fornication in the choir, they will disturb you. Are you hearing me? If you put people who are not clean in the choir, when you are ministering, the angels will not be around you that often. Hallelujah. I'm not just talking about the physical appearance. Some people can wear scarves and not communicate. That's what I'm talking about. You have to select things in your choir. Hello? Write it down. Because they don't possess to like the choir. They're wrong there. And they hide. Amen? They hide there. And the Bible says by their fruit you will know them. If somebody is in the choir and the life is not okay, correct that person. See the exchange that remove them quickly. Because they will pollute the rest. I, 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 there's something I noticed with the choir, they started to wear black. This, I said, no, the, the, the uniform of this choir was blue and white. Now everything is black, 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 black. I said, no, change it. Hallelujah. Because I want the angels to walk with the choir. Especially, look, if you are praying for nations, you must be smart and you must be clean. Because you are looking for trouble. You understand me? You see, it's because we are given the vision. That's why we, we explain what vision is all about at the beginning. If we have the vision, we have the authority. If we are given the mandate, we are given the authority to go there. Are you hearing me? If the Lord says, pray for nations, it's because it gives us mandate. So we are strong enough to take on nations. But, the condition is you must be holy because in intercession in warfare, you are stirring principalities up. Are you hearing me? And if the principalities and the powers in charge of a nation, if they know that you don't have the uh, mandate or you don't have the authority to come after them and upon all that you are not holy, you are in trouble. So you yourself as a pastor, you must really maintain the standard of holiness and make sure that your choir is clean. There don't have to be a thousand. Amen? Because many times we adjust after numbers. Oh, they must be 20, they must be 50. No. If it is three or two, one day I told the choir, I can be the choir by myself if you don't want to listen to me. I can live, I can sing by myself. Just me and the keyboard person. If the keyboard person is not okay, I'll change him up so I think he will. Because angels will sing with me. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. It's the truth. It's true. You have to be strict with these things. It is not a question of compromise. Oh, then they will think I don't have love. Let them think what they want. It's not about them. It's not their father's house. This is our father's house. Hallelujah. This is the kingdom of God. Amen. And so everybody that comes there, you must monitor them. You must pass and pray with them. You must teach them. Your ushers also. Open your eyes. Because if the wrong person stands at the door, they can also change the spirit of God out of the door. Hallelujah. So let's leave that alone. 
I hope I'll have opportunity to come back to that. Hallelujah. I'm sure you have understood. Pray with them. Teach them regularly. Keep yourself clean also. Because they're also watching you. If you... Hey, hallelujah. Can I say this one? If you are the pastor sleeping with the choir, talk to I don't know. God just put that in my mouth. Or you are hiding them. You know, Jesus says, if you look, I don't say if I look, without sleeping, and I also sing. I'm sure you are people of understanding. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you, you are the pastor and you are looking, you look until you fall down. Don't look. Oh. Hallelujah. Close your eyes. There are some girls that are sent from hell to make pastors fall. And they will be the sweetest. Amen? Everybody say discernment. Discernment. You know what discernment is? To discern. Put your hand on your eyes. Say, Father, open my eyes. Pray for those eyes. So you can see this in your church. This is why this retreat is important. You can see this. Even in your house, you can see. Joshua 24 from verse 14 to 28. 
but that's too long, you can read it later. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 10. Can we read that together? Can we stand up and read? You will be standing up and sitting down so you don't sit for too long. Amen. Just stand up and read that together. Come to go. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Why do I say for judgment? Ability to discern good from evil. Amen? There should be no division in this ministry. Hallelujah. That we should be joined together the same mind. Praise the Lord. I spoke to you, I said, this is a vision that goes to villages. We may have ministries in the cities, but we need to understand that those villages are more in the hands of the Lord. City people can easily get on TV and see ministry. But if we want to reach the villages, we must also know how the Lord wants us to reach them. How to appear, how to dress, I told you those things at the beginning. We have to have the same mind. Hallelujah. If we are in the city, we have to adjust ourselves to the same, to the people in the city also, we also need a ministry. But our focus is the villages. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, let's be seated. Amen. Amen. Okay, now where there's no vision, the people perish. Where there are no people, the vision also perishes. If we don't have the same mind, the same thought, the vision will perish. Amen. We must not be diverted. We must focus on what the Lord has called us to do. First Corinthians 9, verse 26. First Corinthians 9, 26. I therefore so wrong, not as uncertainty, so fight by, not as one that beaten the air. We must know what we are called to do. Hallelujah. Everyone said we must know.
fact that uh, according to what we see there, as we receive the love and the mercy of God, we lift up the name of Jesus Christ in powerful spiritual warfare. It means once you engage in warfare, it's not an easy thing. It's something that you know that you will receive attacks if you are not if you are not holy, holy and right with God, because you can't do spiritual warfare and you yourself, you are not holy on the other side. And uh, the other thing is intercession, intercession wherever the, the Holy Spirit leads us. We plant churches, teaching them to spread the love of Jesus Christ and pass all understanding. So to demonstrate the love of God is uh, why people are. <laughs> Saying all kinds of things, and uh, sometimes you are demanded to really uh, demonstrate the love of God, and that is the major thing that I have been a fight with Bishop. Because every time Bishop will tell me, Listen, no matter what is happening, you have to demonstrate the love of God. That's what we call it. And uh, it becomes so difficult. You want to tell people that, Look, this is also my right to uh, fight back. The time when you want to fight back, God will tell you, come on, do the will of God. And I love them. So it's a tactic. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Pastor Arsene.
God wants us to know that these are end times. First Timothy 3, from verse 1 to 9, you can read that later. That he especially called us to prepare his people for rapture. For everybody say for rapture. Now, these are end times when people will no longer endure some doctrine, but offer their own lust. Uh, they shall, they shall keep to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. We are standard bearers. Now, please, you know we started by looking at this picture here. Can you see it? Huh? Pastor Duncan, you came late. What do you see there? Do you see something? The face of a person? What does the person look like? Like a lion, right? Huh? That's some, something that somebody sent. That's the face that came up in the sky in, in Togo. And if you look at it, maybe you can, those of you who came late, Hallelujah. Amen. That's not just, just apart from 
the efforts we put in. Not everybody is here now. Amen? The enemy has a way of attacking people, not a camp. Somebody's mother-in-law died this morning. So he's not here now. Another person fell sick yesterday. Another person said, I'm busy. So I said, let me just give them the file. I'm tired. And he got, that's how he answered me. He said, the people of the world are the ones who do their own thing. So the Lord is not, is not easy out at all. And I thank him. Everyone say, I thank him. Because he's really not something. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, I'm not your enemy. I continue. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Somebody say, I'm not the enemy of the Lord. I will do the will of God. Amen. Okay, so we have this uh, Isaiah 62, one year that the Lord gave it to us to show us that we have to prepare the people for action. Now, do people know your church as holiness and prayerful church in your district? We shall look more into this holiness convention. We must absolutely focus on the doctrine of holiness and prepare our people and ourselves for his coming. Amen? Amen? Please, no matter what you teach, focus on that doctrine. Holiness inside out. The Lord is coming. Tell your neighbor the Lord is coming. And you are responsible for those people. Tell your people, tell your neighbor the Lord is coming. And you are responsible for those people you are teaching. Prepare them for action. Amen. Now, each year the Lord uh, reflects his thoughts in the anchors he gave us. I've listed all the anchors I can remember. Maybe you can remember others and put them on from anchor 2002 to 2018. They are listed there. Read them. They will encourage you. They will strengthen you. They will uh, lead you. Amen. The anchors also should be prayed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, we, we also gave these confessions out. There was a year that the Lord gave us anchors from the book of Zechariah. I think three years in a row we were in that book of Zechariah. So I decided we should write down the confessions. If you don't have the confessions, please take them. How many of us don't have the confessions in our churches? If you don't have them, please put up your hand. They will give them to you. Amen. We used to read them every Sunday, and I think you have some here that the ushers used to give up, but they are not there anymore. So you can make copies and read them. They are very powerful and they are strong. Amen. Look at that number 38. That's what just happened to Zimbabwe. Do you read that? Let's read that number 38 confession. Everybody read it. Nations of the earth shall be blessed by our constant prayers. In Jesus' name. 39. The Lord of hosts shall bless us and our churches shall be built physically and spiritually in Jesus' name. In this year, churches are just getting built. Praise the Lord. So, those confessions, they work. Make sure you use them. If you don't have them, take them, make copies. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. Um. Let me just run through the last two pages and then we'll pray. Okay, after the, after 2018, on page 7, 
Philippians 4.19, let us faithfully labor in the vision, world, and doctrine, and all our needs shall be met by him that called us in Jesus' name. Now, that's another thing I can preach the whole day on that. Please, pastors, listen to me. If you want God to bless you financially, everybody say financially, stick to this vision. Amen? Hallelujah. Stick to the information you had today. Preach, teach, intercede, teach holiness. Be strict with what God has called you to do. Look, this church, we are not so many, but we never lack. Hallelujah. I don't think we are up to 200 here. But there is nothing we want to do that we cannot do. We even also help you. So one of the reasons why finances are missing a job is lack of commitment to the mission. I don't know that you never pay for what you did not order. Eh? Come on, you understand me? You went to a restaurant, you want to eat spaghetti, they brought you back. Will you pay for it? Why are you looking at me like that? Come on now. I'm not saying you are not faithful, but you have to be entirely faithful. Amen? Did you see that ash what the Lord told me? If I stop the retreat, because people have excuses and we put a lot of effort into it and we don't see that people come as they should come, then it will not bless me. So we need to understand that whatever he has given us to do, do it as unto the Lord. Hallelujah. And he will bless you. Hallelujah. That is important. I hope you got that. Hallelujah. Philippians 4.19 says the Lord will supply all our needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. God has not called us unto suffering. He has deposited power in us to prosper. Joshua 22 verse 8. Let us also know our rank, our special gifts within the ministries and bring them fully out. <coughs> Some of you, you are very, very gifted in evangelism. Then do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I, I, was, I, was, uh, well, I was talking to Pastor Joseph. I was not the one that planted Kakoro or Mayenzere or Sarayema Olavi. Eh? What are the names of those churches? I was, not, was, I, was I there when they were planted? No. Hallelujah. I am not the one, but then I only keep covering, I give breaths, I go and encourage, but the evangelists are doing the work. Are you hearing me? Huh? Is that the pastor to the room? No. Hallelujah. Amen. People come, they were blessed, and they took the church there. I think the main church we really planted is this one, and Rundu, and Groot Hunting. Amen. Of course, we travel everywhere, but the real people who did the work are the people in the field. Praise the Lord. And I said at the beginning, that doesn't mean that that is now my own vision. Therefore, I must separate myself. You will ruin yourself. Because the influence from here. Amen? If the supervision must still be done. 
Even though I didn't plant the church, I know I'm responsible for supervising, for covering, for praying, for making sure that the work is moving on, and for holding those principalities in those areas and letting them know that. You see, the moment they see Christ, they know. Hallelujah. So it's your own interest to put that Christ on, put the label on your church, because once they see, they know they shouldn't go there. Hallelujah. Make sure it is clear. Because we're finally there from here. One girl, the, the grandmother from the, from, from the grave was struggling. The, woman, the, the grandmother told her, I told you not to go to that woman. The, the old man is dead. The woman is dead. But she knows this church. The purpose of darkness knows this place. Hallelujah. So when you take yourself from away from the from the covering, you don't have yourself unless you're supposed to stand alone. Praise the Lord. So the evangelist, the, whether you are a prophet, whether you are what, whether you are an apostle, you must hold on to the covering. Clap for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. Hold on to the vision. Hold on to the covering so you can prosper. You look, we are not supposed to lack. Hello? Please, you are not supposed to be broke. This is the vision of Jesus Christ. Is God broke? Come on, is God broke? So the first thing is, you must exercise your faith. And you must be faithful. Hello? Now let me say something to you. How many of you are still employed? You are still good. You still have your job. You have your job. You are, you are a teacher. You are one, one, one. If you don't go to work, will they pay you? No? Or you don't stick to the syllabus? <laughs> if you don't stick to the syllabus, come here. Come here. Because I think you understand. <laughs> huh? <laughs> you have a syllabus. What is a syllabus? Explain to them because you are a teacher. What is it? Well, how come you are able to come and the other teachers are under arrest? You see? See what I'm talking about. Why is it Objectives, you will be questioned. Why? And if uh, 
no uh, concrete evidence is provided why Lenas did not stick on the objectives, can easily be fired. I think, I think, I think this meeting is over. <laughs> Are you hearing me? All the sweating and explaining of the vision and the different aspects of the vision is a syllabus. How about say syllabus? Syllabus, syllabus is what? Explain again. Yeah, it's a national curriculum. A national curriculum. Yes. And this curriculum is from who? This one, this one that we are talking about. Is it is stronger than the national curriculum? This one is from who? It's from who now? From God. Uh -huh. So what happens when we don't stick to the curriculum? Will God pay us? Uh, if you don't stick to the curriculum, there are certain warnings that will be given. If you still you are persisting on the disobedience. You are going too fast now. Wait. Okay. You are our teacher now. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> okay. When you, wait. When you don't stick to the curriculum, what happens? You will be what? Warned. So the retreat is for warning. And many of you, you are not even coming. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Therefore, if you don't adhere to the warnings, uh, you can be given, uh, you, can, you, can be, you can be called unqualified, you can unfit for the work. <laughs> now, then, if you are unfit, which means that you remain jobless. Unless you have to shift to another minister, I don't know which minister is the next one. <laughs> are you following now? Don't change the vision. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. If you change it, you will be corrected. Mm. If you don't want to be corrected, God forbid you'll be fired. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And if you are fired, you will not be paid. So sometimes we are already fired, but we are still sitting there. <laughs> That's the thing with ministry. If God already fired you, you are still there. How do you know he has fired you? He will not pay. There will be no money in that church. Then you will struggle and there will be problems. I was sharing on Monday when we were praying. Something happened in Nigeria when we just started Christ Love. I, it was just one church, the one church in the village. And I was in Kenya with my family. I came back. The brethren have not been paid. The workers were not paid. So I said, Lord, what is the problem? How much are we even giving these people that you cannot pay them? Ah, he said, ask your pastor what he did with the money. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So that person was already fired, but he was still there. Because he wasted the money. Praise the Lord. So you, if you waste, if you don't stick to the curriculum, you can be Corrected or fired. Yes. Thank you. Thank when you, I need you, I will call you again. Clap <laughs> for Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So, if, if the government has a right to fire, God also can fire. You will never be fired in the name of Jesus. We will stick to the vision. The purpose of sticking to the vision is that God will make sure He finances you. Hallelujah. He will make a way for the work to be financed, for the church to be. He will bring people. He will bring people and he will make sure that the heart of the people uh, supports the work. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. I think we are fed enough. Any questions? Any questions? Contribution, we just had one that is very powerful.
Any other, any, any other contribution? Do you understand the mission? Do you understand what do you understand? Now it's my time to question you. Which part of the vision do you or do you not understand? Yes. 
Let's read our prayer point. Joshua 24, verse 14. Let's read it. If we can just it Now let's sit together. Can we come to the altar? Let's come to the altar. Let's come to the altar, please. Choose you this day whom ye will serve. 
whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the floor or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. Of course, you have chosen Jesus. Is that not so? Is that not so? But you see, they have a way of diverting you. Either you don't speak to the vision, or you speak to the vision, you complain, or they start to put obstacles around you, they cause problems, they make people backslide, they frustrate, so that you will not be able to focus. Say, all the gods, all the gods, my father's house.
when we were going, we saw their hands. We saw what they were trying to do. Long after I came back, I used to see people from from coming to me in the clinic for fights. Hallelujah. I don't know them, but I know them from there. I don't know those people. They come and fight. They come and chase me. They come and threaten me. Hallelujah. And then I wake up and tell them, all of you will just die. Because that church must stand in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We're going to pray. Say, Father, Father, all the gods in this land, all the gods in this land, all the ancestral spirits, all the ancestral spirits, the spirit of witchcraft, the spirit of witchcraft, that hates the vision of Jesus, that they hate the vision of Jesus, that they hate the vision of Christ for me, that they hate the vision of Christ for me, in these special angels, Father, to fight them in the name of Jesus, open your mouth and Amen. You have to provoke him. Amen. You don't wait 
wait until they attack you. You must attack them. Amen. Uh, in military terms, there is what is known as offensive warfare and defensive warfare. You don't wait so you can defend yourself. You go and offend them, you attack them, and you subdue them. So you take that song, and then you think of all the problems you are having in your personal life, you are having in the church, you are having in your family, and you command the fire God to attack them. Because they are the wounds that are attacking you so that you will not be effective. You take the song very fast. Amen. Because the song is a bullet.
line up, do we sit down, do we yeah. watch? How many of you know? Have you eaten uh, a Nigerian man before? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Pastor Duncan. Thank you so much, Bishop, for all the key 